Who says the NFL is a man's world? One individual who has completely made a name for herself and garnered the respect of players, coaches, broadcasters, the entire NFL is Pam Oliver. The climb to the top feels so good when you get there. Is it just us or can it feel lonely sometimes, even when you're successful? And who defines success anyway? What about life's twists and turns? We've learned a few things along the way, and we're ditching the culture of competitiveness. Bringing together women from different backgrounds to share their stories. Let's do this together. Welcome to Think Tank of Three podcast. Hi, this is Rishia Candidate Kapasuris, here with Julie Holton and Audrea Fink, and we are your Think Tank of Three. Today's guest is the second lead sideline reporter for the NFL on Fox, and it's no accident that she's been an institution with the network heading into her 26th year. How did she do it? How does she continue to move with the ever-changing times? Pam is going to tell us and maybe even inspire you to put on your eye black and carve a niche for yourself in whatever field (laughs) you choose. (laughs) Welcome, Pam Oliver of the NFL on Fox. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. It's my pleasure when you talk about 26 seasons. I just got tired right then and there. I'm exhausted. <laughs> and I am. Okay, you worked how hard. That happened? I, I guess so. I don't know how that happened, but because you're the bomb. That's how oh, that happened. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let's let's do a quick refresh. I realized 26 years, but what originally brought you to the NFL? Well, it started when I left ESPN and went to Fox specifically to do football because at the time that was their only property. I'd done some NFL at ESPN, but then Fox sort of wooed me away to cover the NFC, which was exciting. It's still exciting, which people don't necessarily believe when they say you've been doing it that long, you still love it. And the answer is yes. And it's because I'm fortunate to be able to do something I've, I've loved for decades. Football was a thing in the Oliver household growing up. And my mother was the one leading the charge. She's like, I'm cooking dinner early, one o'clock, the Cowboys are playing Washington, and I don't want any mess. So here we go. So we all sort of piled around the TV and watched football. So that's why I feel fortunate because all of these years later, I was able to make a career out of covering the NFL and to still be alive and kicking. I realized that that doesn't happen often to have this kind of longevity, but you know, I think I've, I've earned it and I'll continue to take it as long as I, I'm fulfilled. Awesome. There's no question that the NFL is very much a man's world. So you've got 26 years kicking ass in the man's world. How did you approach it? I approached it as if I didn't necessarily put the woman thing first or the African American woman thing first. I put, I'm a reporter first and I'm here to do a job. I'm here to report on this specific sport. So I didn't ever let these guys control or dictate what I felt I was able to accomplish. As long as you know your stuff and you work hard, it sounds like, you know, this sounds like cliches, but it, it really is a success formula. I didn't necessarily go into it wanting to be known or star or anything like that, which is kind of what I think a lot of these young women today consider it as an avenue to be a celebrity, which 
I, I've never understood and will not understand. But I, you know, just had my my way of approaching it. And I didn't compromise that I'm a reporter, I'm a journalist, it's something I wanted to do since I was a kid. I was the nerdy one running home to watch television news. All my friends were out playing. So my love for it started really, really early. And, you know, all these years later to still to still be doing it, I, I understand is a luxury, but I also was not going to let people dictate to me, men dictate to me what it what it is that I'm going to do and be successful at. It just wasn't an option. So that's that was my approach. Pam, high five, because I was also that little girl who was the geeky one at home, like pretending to be a reporter. With I the hairbrush. Oh, yes. Mom's high yeah. heels on, walking down the road. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking and I'm. it's resonating with me because I spent 12 years working in TV news, which is, you know, very much a, man, a man's world. And, you know, I'm curious for you. What has been the most difficult aspect of not just like getting through and surviving, but really thriving in this field? It goes back to something I said earlier. It's just, it's a passion of mine. And when you're able to combine the fact that you're working in a great sport, covering this great game, and the fact that you love your journalistic part of it. I did eight years of news, so that's how I got my footing. So I understand what you're saying with that. Yeah, I just always tried to just do my best and made sure um, that I knew, if you know what you're talking about, coaches and players know that you know what you're talking about and they respect you for it. Even now, I'm order, I've got my little booklet here that you can't see, but um, it's my annual getting ready for football preparation magazine while we were waiting to go on I was glancing through that but that's just the preparation seasons around the corner and you, with preparation I think you set yourself up for success and that's been part of it for me and that preparation part is is so true because players they know they know when you're faking the funk they know mm-hmm. when you're just kind of asking questions that were given to you. And they like to test. They do like to test yeah. you. I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, because I was, I was in that world with you at one point in time. And I think one of the other things, one of the aspects that I had to overcome myself or, or not deal with was, was the doubt. And I'm wondering, did you ever doubt yourself? And if you did, how did you get through that? If you didn't, mm-hmm. why not? I'm sure I doubt it myself at, at times, you know, you can have a bad game, you can have a bad live shot, you can have, uh, you know, just an unfortunate occurrence, but, you know, I can, you can walk away from that and sort of doubt yourself at that moment, but I have like this cutoff period. Okay. I didn't have a good game. I'm going to stew <laughs> Sunday night. I'll give it till Monday around two o'clock because I have to turn the page to the next week. So of course I have doubts. I have doubts in a number of areas of my life as a lot of us do. A lot of women have a lot of doubts, um, men too, but yeah, I, I confess to it. And this has not been all, you know, peaches and cream. There hasn't been, you know, a major, well, I have had a major shakeup, but (laughs) yeah, I kind of did, didn't I? We'll get to that. Almost made it. Uh, <laughs> you outed yourself. <laughs> almost made it. Dang it. 
Come on, girl. Come on, girl. But yeah, there there's definitely been periods of doubts, just not prolonged periods of doubt. I love that you own the moments of doubt and then say, okay, but there's a time limit. And I think that is a really valuable tool to moving on past those doubts. And it's one that I think more people could benefit from. Like, it's okay to feel those feelings. It's okay to be in that moment of, ooh, I screwed up. Um, I had a really big screw up that I'm not going to talk about on this podcast uh, at work last week. Really, really visible, small mistake, but extraordinarily visible. And it took me all day of like sweating and stress and like having to have a couple glasses of wine to get over it. Mm -hmm. And then on, on Saturday morning, I woke up and thought it's over. It's done. No, like Mm -hmm. it's in the ozone. That's what I mm -hmm. call it. It's in the ozone. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful when you can it is let powerful. yourself feel it, but then mm-hmm. let it go. Yeah. You got to feel it and you got to own it. And you got to know that that's a mistake you're going to hope not to make again, but chances are you will make mistakes and it's how you rebound from them that I yes. found gives me sanity. It's like, okay, it's over, it's done, but it bothers you for a minute you know, or two or half a day or whatever it is. But, you know, you know, you're going to try to come back and do your best. And it's, you got to understand you're human. You got to make mistakes. I also feel like that's one of those things that we as women handle differently than men. You know, I I am not one of those people that says, you know, we're, we're, we're the same as men. We're not, we are, we are different beings. We are just as sharp, smart, and awesome. But (laughs) we handle things differently. We internalize things differently. And I think that that has a lot to do with also that, that, you know, a guy makes a mistake and it's like, ah, you know, you know, it it was just, you know, and and even how it's directed at us. You know, I remember when I was at ESPN, I said something off, I I said a name wrong or, oh, I, 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 you know, I might've mixed up a word instead of saying, SWAT, I think I said sweat or something like that. Okay. How many times are guys making miss, you know, missteps with their words and no one is like, Hey, you know, you said that wrong. And I'm like, you know, when every single one of you can say my name correctly on the air for once, <laughs> yes. to me about misspeaking. <laughs> yes. Ugh. But I digress. Well, I want to ask you ladies though, because, okay, so all three of you, this is Julie here. So all three of you have said that when you, and I, and I relate to this too, it's not just you three, but I want to ask you a little bit deeper on this. So when you make a mistake and you let yourself sit with it for a while, whatever that time period is, and then you kind of say, okay, time to get over it. Let's, let's move forward. I think there are a lot of women and myself included at times that we sit with it a little too long. Yes. So when you're sitting with it, like what, what is that process you're going through? How are you actually, cause sometimes I think we have to, when we go down that rabbit hole, we have to go down the hole. We have to feel what's there. We have to find out why we're feeling what we're feeling. We have to dig through that, sort that out before we can come back out better. So what do you do when you're down in that rabbit hole to come back out better when you come out the other side? Really determination. I just can't let myself wallow. There's just not enough time. You've got to you literally have to turn that page. It's okay. So I've done 30 hours of homework to do this three hour football game. Now I've got to start it all over again. That's just part of the job, but that doesn't mean our jobs are so public. You know, Reno's this because our jobs are so public. 
it hangs out there. There are plenty of bloopers out there of me on numerous YouTube. sites and I'm not numerous just sites. you. I have them plenty. Uh, <laughs> I remember a game in London and I could not adjust to that time change. And they came to me to do my report and I was comfortable with it. I knew what I was going to say, but right when they came to me, it went poof. And I'm stammering, looking like a complete idiot. And you feel about that small. <laughs> but I spent the rest of the game, you know, in that rabbit hole, feeling like, oh, God, now I got to, how am I going to get out of this? And, you know, you're only as good <laughs> to me as whatever report that is after you've had such a major catastrophe. So, you know, I spent the rest of that rest of that game trying to get back on track and because it's it's fast, you know, it's a fast moving game you're looking. So I treated it as, okay, that wasn't the best way to start. Now it's how you finish. And that's how I approached it. And, you know, I got over it. I got over it, but it was a long flight home. Trust me. And knowing that every single person on the air on the sidelines, in the booth, has had that yeah. moment, period, mm -hmm. point blank. <laughs> yeah. um, Absolutely. And everyone sitting at home on their couches watching you thinks they know. <laughs> <laughs> they are like the armchair, like going to tell you what mm -hmm. to do and what you did wrong, mm -hmm. but they have no idea that pressure and that feeling. have no idea. have no idea. And it is such a public forum and such a public media. And that's another thing when you have like, you're like, you're saying an armchair quarterback, even with regards to the reporters and the, and the, and the anchors and the, and the broadcast booth people, everyone at home thinks, so this is not that hard of a job. They're do not think that. Say, I would just like right? to say exactly. for the record. And, and men are telling us what to say. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like, well, they're just telling you what to they're say. Right. To it's, say. Like, it's like, no, I actually. No. <laughs> that is work. my biggest pet peeve in life to for people to actually think some person is in your ear you know there is somebody in your ear but they're giving you time you reject they give me time to <laughs> it's not like they're saying oh ask this but sometimes you do have to listen to that person when it's like because you, you're missing something and you you'll take that guidance but my biggest pet peeve in life and and it's so insulting when someone says to you well what are people telling you to say in your ear? No one's telling me to say anything. You know, I worked hard for that information right. and I, I, don't, I don't need that. I don't want that. And it, it really kind of pisses me off. And you've earned, you have earned your status. Um, Thank you. you have worked your tail off. You have been an inspiration. You were such a, a, a friend to me. That's how we developed our friendship. But it also hasn't all been bright and bubbly. Um, here we course, go. I know. Here we go. Here we get into that <laughs> emotional side. Fox takes away their, their lead status for you for some ridiculous reason. After having proven who you are and proven your worth top to bottom, they make their decision uh, to move you from your team and your well-earned position. What got you through that to acceptance, to not just saying, I'm out? I had to walk through a lot of pain and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That's what it was. I was, I was devastated. I was hurt. It, it just, I couldn't escape it. Fortunately, I had some time to process it before 
another season started, but I don't mind telling you that I, I hit the bottom on that one. Um, it was my first professional setback of that magnitude and didn't necessarily see that coming, didn't think it was fair, but you know, life's not always fair. I often wonder, it's like, well, um, the only time I really, really kind of, there's a residual um, hurt is during the playoffs. You know, I'm used to doing the playoffs. I'm not used to hosting parties as we watch the playoffs. But uh, I, I fully acknowledge that that was, that was a dark place. That was a hard place. And how do I come back from it? I let myself just let it take its course. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to get easier tomorrow. It may get easier in some months, but it did take me, oh, a good, a good half a year to kind of be able to not think about it all day, every day, go to bed thinking about it, wake up thinking about it. Um, but I always said when I, I call it my promotion demotion because <laughs> I then became a senior correspondent. Um, that was my new title. There you go. There you go. Does Fox have correspondence anyway. But that was my little promotion demotion. But I was so lucky that I was able to land in a group that just welcomed me with open arms. We were, you know, it's a relationship that it's it's a mutual kind of um, adoration uh, society with that, because that, that got me through. I was able to, they welcomed me with open arms. They were happy to have me, couldn't believe they had me. And I just landed in a pot of gold, as I've said, um, more than a few times, because that's, that's really what it was. I, whew, that was a doozy. That was a doozy. But I think the thing that was much more difficult was people pitying me. Mm. I didn't mm. want that pity. Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. People are like, oh, you okay? And I understand that part. But then it's just like, ooh, that poor girl. What's she going to do? She, I was walking into Macy's, you guys. I was walking into Macy's, minding my own business. And it seemed like the person who was uh, passing me somewhat recognized me because she voiced to her boyfriend. She says, oh, you know, that girl from Fox, she got fired. And I was like, no, that's not exactly what happened. But stuff like that. It just felt like every time I turned around, there was some comment or just that pity thing that I was not accustomed to that I had to get past. And so public at that, you can't mm-hmm. even deal with it no. in private. No, nope. One of the things that I heard you say that I think is maybe why your story is so impressive for me is that you took this really demotivating frustrating moment. And at the end of the day, you said, okay, so I dealt with it. I sat with it. It took me maybe six months to a year to like not think about it all the time, which is really not that long if you consider how long you were doing the job. Mm-hmm. And then you landed and, and the group of people you work with made it worth it. So now you have this success story out of what was a lot of struggle and you've built a new tribe, if you will, right? We like mm-hmm. to call it a tribe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that made this meaningful and valuable to you. Yes. Made it easier for me to deal with. We've never talked about it as a group. We've never talked about when I was with Kevin and John Lynch was still with us when uh, 
then it was Kevin Burkhardt, and then it was Charles Davis, um, Pete Machesco, the producer, Artie Kempner, the director. There was never a sit down and like, you know, we know you've been through a lot. They understood that, that I'd gone through a lot, but I didn't want to drag that cloud in there with me. Um, I totally threw myself into my work. It, it helped tremendously, um, but I didn't want to go about it in an unhealthy way to where I was ignoring what I was feeling and going through and sort of trying to disguise that by being some workaholic. I can be a workaholic, but I, I was really um, determined to be true to myself and just to feel it. It's okay. It's okay. Just feel it. And when you're able to let it go, let it go. It ran its course. And, but don't think for a moment that it's, it leaves you totally, you know, it was just a, my first and only career kick in the teeth. People go through that all the time. You know, people have misfortunes in work. And so in a way, I'm kind of lucky. It didn't feel that way at the time, but that was just a really difficult time. And to be able to be in television with the news part of it. For over 30 years, uh, 34 now, I think, you know, and that being the, the clincher, I wasn't going to let that be it. I, I wasn't going to let that define me. And that was, I'm telling you right now, I made that a point and I was not going to be defined by that, period. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I think our audience could see your face right now because the determination. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so written all over you. You know, everything you're you're saying, and, and I know it's easier, you know, to look back after we've been through something major like this, but everything you're describing sounds so healthy mentally and emotionally. What helped you get to that place in your life? What mm -hmm. what support system have you had? What learnings, teachings along the way have you had um, that have that have helped you to create this mindset? I'll tell you what helped me. When there were bookstores, it was a self-help section. That's what helped me. I'm always trying to get better. I'm working on myself all the time. You just come across, you know, little nuggets here or there. Um, my meditation practice kicked up. Uh, I spent more time, you know, on my face. And it, it just gave me this blanket of comfort. But uh, I really work on myself. I still work on myself. I have a stack just this is about this high how big is this y'all so the audience can a foot that's like 10 bucks <laughs> <laughs> maybe more yes. um that i that i'm always you know browsing through taking notes from i just i don't think it ever stops um trying to improve yourself proving it trying to always prove yourself is different than trying to, to improve you so I build this, not a wall, but I build this kind of force field around me um, that says, you can bring your ridiculousness. You can try to bring, it's like social media. I don't really partake in that meanness. Uh, I, I just feel so saddened by the society that we're in with social media that allows that people feel good about really trying to bring somebody down. So I don't partake. I don't know what you said. I don't know what's trending. Uh, if there's some stuff out there, my husband will like, oh, I just want to school you on this. But 
I think in general, just to answer your question a little bit better is that you at some point have to decide that, okay, I'm in this public arena, but I'm not going to be defined by this public arena. You can have your opinion, totally entitled to it. You can sit there and you can, you can judge and criticize and, oh, the hair's not good. Oh, look at her makeup. She doesn't have any lip gloss on. And what's that outfit she's wearing? And why that coat? And why that hat? And like, you know, I got a, I got a job to do. I don't have time for the foolishness. That's the bottom line. I don't have time for it. I have things to do. I love the force field. The force field. <laughs> I the love P.O. force field. The P.O. force it field. It's, it's there. Right? It's very clear. It, th- yes. This is the person who, who, who got me through like certain decisions. And, and then when, when it happened to me, when the, when the, when the, uh, we don't want you anymore came down, this was, you know, she shared that force field with me. <laughs> and it, Protect it, it, yourself. You have to, especially being in an arena like this, like I said before, it is such a public arena. There is nothing you can do, which is why I found it so interesting because you, we circle back very quickly to something you said earlier, how you didn't, you never made this about celebrity. And there are clearly individuals Mm -hmm. that make this about trying to get the most clicks on their Twitter page and, 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 and listen, nothing, listen, we are a social God media. Bless them. Don't yeah, think, God bless I, them. you know, I know that God we our social with regards to think tank of three to blow up socially, but with, it's, it's not about the celebrity. It's, it's not about, about the celebrity. message out that we think will help other women. Exactly. Have the substance. Absolutely. And the, and the fact that she's not, she's not Twitter. She's not, Pam is not Twitter, not Instagram, because she's like, no, I, and I, I told her the other day, I was like, how are you? I said, and yet you're still killing it. You are no social and you are killing it still. I just got on Facebook. Woo! You'll never <laughs> join our Facebook group. Is that like passe or something? Is that, I got to start somewhere. But I got on Facebook because I wanted to connect with some people and it's been really valuable with that, but everything's private. I don't necessarily I don't first of all I don't know how to use it I'm still trying to figure out okay what do you do how do you post what do you how are people how do you send a picture on top of it it's another thing I don't know why because I'm private right I'm just private and um that's I just want something to myself that's why I don't really partake in social media to that extent you don't need to know what my dog looks like they're cute dogs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but do you really need to know what my dogs look like? And they'll, yes. if I post, it'll be a lot. Okay. I, know. Okay. <laughs> I would like to publicly <laughs> that you can never, ever post too many dog pictures. Okay. And I would also like to state that if you were to ever ask me, hey, do you want to see a photo of my dog? There will never be a moment in which I don't want to see yes. a photo of your dog. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot. People show pictures of their kids and I'm like, oh, Look at my dog. I got yes. this great shot um, yes. of my two my two an- animals. But you know, I That's it's not that I'm against it, but it's just yeah, All I'm sort of private. Yeah, private in that way. You three All dog time. parents. You three dog parents. Yes, we're fierce. <laughs> we are fierce. We each other out. We we know. We. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Risha is like, do you guys do anything but take photos of your dog? No. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, for anyone listening who happens to wonder 
should I let my morning TV news personality know that her dress isn't quite the right shade for her or her lip gloss is off a little bit? The answer is no. No. You never need to message, whether it be social media or Facebook or calling the newsroom because people think that that's okay. And I don't know why they started to think that's okay. So Unless you think there's some influence. Job, I don't know. <laughs> Do you think your bosses hear that and listen to that and are influenced by that, though, sometimes? Okay, good. I don't think so. I would hope not. I would hope not, too. There's this quote. It's actually a a Theodore Roosevelt quote, but uh, this is the thing, take of three, it's about women. So we're going to take the sort of tweaked version from Brene Brown, where she talks about the woman in the arena. And she says, it's not the critic who counts. It's not the woman who points out how the strong person stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the woman who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives vigilantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does effort without error and shortcoming? But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the greatest devotion, who spends themselves in the worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end, the triumph of the high achievement, and who at the worst, if she fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that her place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never knew victory nor defeat. This Mm. idea of the critic who has never been in your shoes. Yeah is so meaningless. It's so worthless. One of our previous guests, Nora Luke, I think it was Nora Luke, said, you know, my dad specifically said, why are you building this business? And it, for her, was an affirmation. My dad is not going to understand a business I'm building for women. I should do it. The woman who stands there and says, like, your hair isn't perfect. You come up here and be public and get your hair perfect, right? Yeah, in, the, uh, in the rain, in the rain, right? in the, the snow, oh my goodness, while wearing heels, right? Yeah. Like, trying to, trying to have a conversation using your brain while people are focused on the way you look. Equipment everywhere. (laughs) Take this a step further for social media, because as as the owner of a marketing agency, here's the deal. Social media is whatever we want it to be. And so the people out there, and and I get it. I mean, when you're in the in the spotlight like you are, Pam, you don't get to you don't get to control the people who are leaving you comments. But women, we get to control what we comment and whether we like and share other people's posts. How are your actions helping others? I purposely, I spend very little time on social media personally, except to every single day, except some weekends, but I, I make the point to go through and like my friends' posts when they have businesses, to share their content, to make sure that I'm supporting them. If something looks like it was really heartfelt and deep and emotional, I'm I'm showing it some love in some way because I want to be encouraging and uplifting. And so we choose how we use social media. We can choose to find the positives in it and to, okay. to stay connected and to support each other. So, you know, it, it's hard because we're, we're, living in a world where people don't all follow the same rules like we do to live in positivity. People have lost their filters, straight up lost their filters. And their decency. And their decency. Uh, How about decency? And you go back to what our parents, all of our parents, I'm certain in this group of ladies have said, if you don't have something good to say, and if it doesn't help the situation, keep it shut. Yep. Zip it. 
you mentioned a quote. There's one by Eleanor Roosevelt that I've got printed out and I totally have it memorized, but no one can make you feel bad about yourself without your permission. Yes. Amen. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. I love it. It's, it's something, it's a mantra almost at this point, because if you, if you can't get up off the turf, um, for the purposes of this conversation, because somebody said something mean about you, you're in the wrong business. Mm-hmm. And you do develop a thick skin, um, but in a healthy way, hopefully. Everything that I try to do, I always try to find the healthy, healthiest aspect of it. So if I have a thick skin, uh, there's a reason for that. Um, you don't like to be criticized. You don't, you don't care for people to diminish your looks or or things like that, but I don't give them permission to make me feel bad. I, you just don't get that power. I don't like it, but it doesn't, you don't get the power just to bring me to my knees over a bad hat that day. Sorry, brother. Sister. Love it. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> so sorry, not sorry. <laughs> so Pam, what's next for you? What's, what's on the horizon? I, I, you'll hear from me. Uh, let's put it that way. You'll hear from me. Cliffhanger. How about that? Intrigue. <laughs> intrigue. Yes. Sounds Not, like another episode. We'll be right. Because this is winding down. Um, I, you know, and I understand that I've been given, uh, an opportunity to kind of finish things on my own terms and know when to go and, you know, getting to that point, I'm still passionate about the game and love what I do, but there is a next act, another chapter, uh, literally. So you'll, you'll hear from me. I'm, I'm too invested in my love of journalism just to completely walk away and say, okay, let, let me go do something totally different. Uh, no, I want to continue to use my training um, I want to help young students uh, that I really, really enjoy that when um, they ask for advice and especially when they listen, you know, I, I, but something's really disappointing when I do uh, go to colleges and talk to students, I always put my phone number and my email up there and I might hear from two people. I'm going, oh, well, that must've been really impactful, but you can, you have this opportunity. I'm right here. Just give me a shout. Mm-mm. it's about brands and YouTube channels and it's almost like it's like well, she's a relic what is, you know what does she know but uh, it was shock for me because when you gave me your phone number I was like what <laughs> <laughs> really you mean no, I can call? I and then saw. I called and you answered <laughs> and I was like Oliver's the best <laughs> You know why I, I saw you, I saw how you handled yourself. I saw that you knew what you were doing. And I, I encourage women like that. I just really, I gravitate toward them. And I just want to take you in my arms and always protect you. And however I can, I, however I could. And I felt it. I felt it. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, she's one of us. Because there's a one of us. And then there's a group that's not one of us. And the ones who aren't in the club, you know why you have not gained entry into the club. Yeah. You got to, you got to prove it. I love <laughs> what I just heard. If I can bastardize what you're saying into my own <laughs> um, is you are putting your hand out 
and saying, come with me, I'll take you, I'll bring you with me. Mm -hmm. This is like, you are the, the like you are the symbol of women empowering other women. And it's really amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. This has been so inspiring. I almost, I don't want it to end. I don't <laughs> want it to end either. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing all of you today. Um, before we go, we are collecting advice from successful women in our communities and sharing it in our Think Tank forum. We're going to put all of this together in some like rapid fire, like Q&A with all of our guests. And so you can look for that podcast coming soon. So we have three rapid fire questions for you, Pam. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Uh-oh, yes. All right, okay. here we go. Is there a lesson that you've recently learned that you wished you had learned earlier in your career? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You, you can elaborate. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to elaborate. Leave it to the journalist to call, call me okay. out on my question. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, um, you're always learning lessons, but I think just one thing for me is just understanding that there, it's okay to, you know, if I'm not feeling well that day or if I don't feel at my best, I, I love the word excellence just because of what it means and how it sounds and how it rolls off the tongue. And I always come up short. It feels like I always come up short. So giving myself, uh, okay, maybe that wasn't what you wanted, but let's not beat yourself up. The lesson is if I could have told myself when I was in my twenties that you'll never get to a point where you feel like you've arrived, then that's okay. That's a good thing. Because it makes you hungry, makes you work, makes you stay on top of it. But again, try to do, keep everything in a healthy perspective. What advice would you offer to any career woman? I would say just know that your best is good enough. Your best is good enough. And, but you've got to have the backing. You've got to have put in the work. You have to know your reports. You have to, you know, you have to have your bases covered as far as that goes, but your best is good enough. And you should be able to put your head down on the pillow and say, you know what? I did my best today. Um, you're not, you're not going to succeed every single day, but Hey, that's a, that's a good positive place to be. But that, that's what I believe that that would be something I would tell a career woman. This is the Your best, best rapid fire ever. <laughs> Sucks. Like, this might be its own podcast. Apparently, I don't understand the term rapid fire. <laughs> I'm like, wah, 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 wah. I'm just over here taking notes, so. No, right? Like, I'm writing it all down. Yeah. This right? Is this is good. Okay, okay. I guess I'm a little long-winded for rapid fire. So next time I'm on your podcast, let's skip this section. <laughs> And there will be, and there will be a next time. Right. Okay. Also, you should know we're all long-winded. So like, this is, this is how we all do this. Okay. Okay. Last, last rapid fire question, whatever that means. In today's professional setting, what do you think the most important skill for a woman is? Just try to be as complete as you can possibly be, as complete as you can be in whatever avenue, how you show up, what you bring to the table. Um, just, just try to aim for that. 
being complete at whatever your profession is, whatever it is you do, what your strengths and weaknesses are, address those. Uh, the Kobe rules, if people want to know more about that, I read that the other day and I found it so powerful. Uh, he, he had just a number of rules about just being your best. It all comes back to that, but being complete, just being a complete uh, person, being a complete businesswoman, being a complete podcaster, whatever the, the avenue is, just, round, just be well-rounded as much as you can be. Awesome. Yeah, that's the edit part. Awesome. Be as well-rounded as you could possibly be. What was the book you just said? Uh, it's called The Kobe Rules. They, Kobe. The, oh, The Kobe yeah, Rules. The Kobe Rules. Um, there are a number, I haven't memorized them yet, but uh, of course he talks about know your strengths and know your weaknesses and, oh. and addressing those. But what's really cool is the Philadelphia Eagles put the Kobe Rules up near their locker room with a big picture of him and uh, so it, it was powerful enough that an uh, entire football organization wanted players to walk by that, those Kobe rules every day. And as they went into the locker room and came out of the locker room. So I'm, awesome. I'm digging that right now. Awesome. Pam, thank you so much. Um, thank you for having me. It has been an absolute pleasure. Now, I, I know that you're not, you know, a, a huge social media fan, just introducing yourself to Facebook. When that next thing happens, mm -hmm. um, you're going to have to publicize. You want people to know. We're okay. going to want people to know. So that's, you know, so whenever that next thing is about to come up, that's when you're going to have to, um, you're, that's when so you're going to play the game. You're going to have to enter the realm. You're going to have okay. to enter the realm. Facebook <laughs> is a great place to start, Pam. You're in the right place. Right. Okay. I'll you get know. on Instagram as soon as we uh, log off. Right. <laughs> oh, that is my jam. <laughs> is I, that it? is where Why? I am. Because Why? dog photos. I follow <laughs> all of the dogs on the internet, all of them. <laughs> my husband mocks me constantly because we go on vacation and I don't have internet access. And then as soon as we get back to like reception, I'm on Instagram and he's like, they're not going to know that you haven't seen them in a week. <laughs> they will. They need to know I love them. Yeah, uh, it's yes. love. It's good. And okay. Pam, we'll add you into for the uh, private community on Facebook so that it's a private group. So anyone who wants to give and share within that group, we don't yes. have to friend people. We don't have to connect okay. on personal pages, but within that group, we can share and, and share comments and photos and um, we'll be sharing this podcast there. So we'll, we'll the add think, Yes. The think tank of three Facebook pages is a, is a good, good place for you to, to um, delve your foot to a public private because it literally is only public people. Private. You have to be allowed in to our group. So. Oh, Okay. Yeah. You're going to have to walk me through that. <laughs> Done. <laughs> but, uh, or your listen, kids. Yeah. Your, kids were, <laughs> exactly. you know, your kids can walk me through that. She just called you out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Alex, Alex is my hookup on all things tech these days. Okay. So my husband. So, I, you know, I'm all right. I'm all right. For <laughs> hey, but listen, um, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today and uh, just being a part of the Think Tank of Three you are an inspiration. You are amazing. And um, just honored that you would give us your time, hun. I enjoyed it so much talking <laughs> to three very, very intelligent women. Uh, I wish I knew you other two better. Um, but I think we're, we're connected at this point. But I really, really appreciate the 
the opportunity to have an intelligent conversation. <laughs> awesome. Well, we can't wait to hear more from you because you are going to come back because we're going to have to have a follow-up on the intrigue. Yes. <laughs> but uh, that is all for this episode of Think Tank of Three. If you have topics you'd like us to cover or guests you'd like to hear from, send us a message at thinktankof3 at gmail.com. Subscribe to the Think Tank of Three wherever you listen to podcasts and connect with us online. We blog weekly at thinktankof3.com. Follow us on social media. You can find us individually on LinkedIn and as Think Tank of Three on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Women, click to join our private group on Facebook where we can all share advice and articles. And if you liked what you heard in the podcast, share it. You can find Think Tank of Three on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Music, and SoundCloud.